Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, would you like video games to be able to copy your voice? So this was somewhat controversial. EA new pattern would allow players to voice characters in games themselves. You would input speech and then the tech would replicate your voice for in-game characters. Would you use this? This got ratioed in that a lot more people were, you know, against this and in favor of it. I'm not a person who cares about inserting myself into games. Not interested. I live my own life. I'm more interested in hearing about stories about other characters because, you know, hearing my voice say something that I wouldn't say or doing something that I wouldn't do, I think would be kind of unnerving in a way. It's like, I don't know, having Michael DeSanta have my voice. Like I'm not a 40, 50 year old dude or, or whatever. I'm not a bankrupt, I'm not a murderer or whatever. It would just be unsettling. It wouldn't suit the character. But that of course is, is story-based games for online games. Like games where you, uh, like, like a, a Dungeons and Dragons-esque game, Baldur's Gate sort of thing, where you could make your own character and have your own voice and make decisions as yourself in a game. I could see context where that would be fun to do. I could see places where that would make sense, but I don't, I wouldn't see it as like a major benefit or something that I would buy a game specifically for, you know? It just seems like a novelty. Yeah, like for obvious reasons, you can't just like have a microphone and speak into it. Well, I, I suppose that that is actually an option these days. They, they do want to make that way. Like it's, it's AI, like all the NPCs are AI. So maybe you could speak into a microphone, say something, and then the AI NPC responds to that in some capacity, but that's not what we're talking about here. Gonna be weird when you play GTA 6 then being the main character's voice actor and all. Yeah. Very true, I'll, I'll deal with it when we get there, right? But this just seems to be like, rather than the character saying the lines in someone else's voice, they say it in your voice. And I, I wouldn't see that as a huge benefit. But what this person says down here and the reason why people were so up in arms, it's just kind of funny how obviously they keep trying to happen to come up with cool ideas that coincidentally replace workers. They should focus on what gamers actually ask for instead of trying to save a few hundred bucks on the people who make the shit that makes them rich. This is another person who says, undoubtedly with a small print that lets them use your voice anytime they wish. So no, just hire and pay your bloody voice actors. I think it's a very cynical take, but probably not entirely unjustified, right? Obviously any company worth their salt is trying to cut costs, cut wages. If something can be automated, generally speaking, a company will want to do that. I'm not sure how much this could really replace workers though, because you'd still have to have a person record all the lines. And it would have to be an optional feature because some people wouldn't want this or wouldn't be able to do this. So it would have to be something that accompanies traditional voice acting. But bare minimum, like in say Saints Row, where you have the option to pick between 10 different sounding voices, like one of those would be taken up by something like this potentially. Yeah, so I'm not particularly fussed about this. It's not a huge draw for me. And I don't think even if implemented, it will cause a lot of problems in any way. One of the hard things I have with assessing this is that I'm not in favor of silent protagonists. Some people like self-insert characters where the character never speaks so they can think themselves as that character. And I suppose this sort of feature would just make that easier for them. These people who like silent protagonists because they don't like hearing another character's voice because it's not theirs will now have the option of having their voice there so they can have a voice character but it's now their voice so they can still self-insert in a way. I, I don't understand these people. I don't have that mindset so I don't know how they would look at this potential development. The old GTA games are coming to Netflix. So in a surprising development for Netflix, three GTA games will be available to play on Netflix on December 14th. Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Why? So San Andreas came out 20 years ago. And GTA 3 and Vice City are even older than that. Does Netflix feel like they're going to get some subscriptions out of this? 
or the rockstar and netflix just consider it to be a mutually beneficial deal because it can increase the reach of the grand theft auto brands like i don't know how this deal really helps netflix all that much i guess it depends on how much money they're paying for it like is rockstar just willing to i don't know whore out their earlier more nostalgia games for any amount of money i mean i guess that makes sense but I mean, I don't really understand Netflix's strategy of buying all these mobile games and stuff anyway. I mean, maybe they have some back-end analytics that suggest they're actually maintaining people in terms of their subscriptions or engagement with the platform is going up because they have these games on it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're playing the long game, trying to establish themselves as a game developer. But like Amazon tried to do that and has also failed. Like gaming just makes so much money that any company that has any money kind of wants to get involved as well and get a piece of their pie. But I just don't understand the strategy of how this works out for Netflix. It would be strange to me if Rockstar paid Netflix to have the games on there as like promotion or something. I would love to see what the, who, who was getting money in this deal is what I'm saying. Regardless though, I said this about the whole thing. Netflix, any chance we can get the original versions rather than the re-releases you've ruined? Rockstar, dot, dot, dot. Because obviously the ones that Netflix is uh, getting are the definitive editions, in quotes, which are way worse than the originals and have far, far more bugs. Well, I wouldn't say they're way worse. I mean, they're worse in a lot of aspects and better in a handful of aspects. Because it's not, it's not like the versions they're going to give people are going to have a bunch of mods to fix things. Yeah, just a very strange development. All of my live streams were copyright claims. All of my live streams on YouTube have been claims by the chill hop that I play that is technically a content ID free playlist, but it's content ID free if you attribute to the company that makes the chill hop, which I've always done. But also they've added a new system where the system will pick you up and content ID you if you're playing the music through Spotify in a way that they don't like. Because apparently Spotify rules say that you can't play music on live streams or something. In other words, it's not the company that owns the music that's doing this to me. It's they have to do it because it's against, apparently, Twitch's, YouTube's, and Spotify's TOS to play Spotify during a live stream or something. I'm not sure how much I believe that that's what they're claiming. So I'm not using Spotify to play my music now. Basically, I got a workaround. I basically downloaded all the music and I'm playing it from my PC, which is something that they prefer that you do. So hopefully now my live streams won't get claimed. I realized though, once upon a time, all my videos on YouTube just contained chill hop because I only have one track on YouTube. So I only have one track that I record on OBS. So the game music, my voice, and the music that I played in stream was all combined together. And so I had no choice but have chill hop in all my YouTube videos. These days though, because I have multiple audio tracks, I can remove the chill hop and put something more engaging, more specific to that particular scene. So the only things that still have chill hop in them are the live stream. And even now, as of recent months, I've been changing the music sometimes. And on Twitch, they don't claim me. And on YouTube, all the VODs become member only anyway. So I'm not really losing anything by having all my VODs get claimed. It's just scary to have the YouTube backend be like, you've got a hundred copyrighted music things in your fucking video, son. What are you doing? Accept all these content IDs. And I'm like, ah, scary. I don't want that to keep happening. So it's not about the money that I want this to stop. It's about my mental health. <laughs> but like YouTube is like threatening to chuck me into a volcano every single time I live stream. Is this YouTuber copying one of my series? So I got this in my Ask Me Anything section, but I should probably talk about it in an actual ramble. Not so much a question, but I thought it might be interesting. So as I was going through my YouTube homepage, I found this guy who kind of copied you, or at least is starting to. Also in his trailer video, he kind of just sounds like you, or rather like you in your older videos. So Alex Honix is a speedrunner of GTA 5. 
who is currently making How the Speedrun Ended videos on YouTube in the same way that I used to back in the day. I know him to some degree because we exist in the same space. Are we friends? I'm not sure. He's a, he's a fellow moderator on the GTA 5 Speedrun Discord. And uh, he sent me a, a message being like, I would like to make something similar to your How the Speedrun Ended series. But like, obviously, I don't want to just rip off the name because that'd be kind of uh, stupid. And I, I respond to him, no worries, man. You can just directly call it How the Speedrun Ended if you like. I don't mind. And yes, that's why it's called How the Speedrun Ended because I just directly said to him, hey, you can use the name if you want. I just gave him some advice in regards to streaming stuff. So yeah, if you do see Alex Honix and his How the Human Ended videos, uh, they have my seal of approval. I have not watched all the content within them and, and, and whatnot, but uh, you know, feel free to check them out if you want to. I'm not sure if, if it will become awkward or something when GTA 6 comes out if I want to make the series again, but who, who, who cares, you know. Trevor's dialogue contains a small inconsistency. In a previous ramble, I talked about how it seems as though on the mission surveying the score that Trevor's dialogue implies that Trevor thinks that Brad is in the penitentiary outside of Los Santos, Bolingbrook. And I said, oh, I missed that connection, or at least I couldn't remember where that connection was when I was doing the Trevor Law video. And so I added it to rambles to be like, okay, yeah, I, I guess Trevor does think he's in that prison. So that does make sense. But this person sent me an email saying, maybe that's not true. I suppose reading it all would take some time, but there's a line where Ron asks where Trevor's other running buddy was, speaking of Brad, and Trevor says that Brad is locked up at a federal penitentiary. But the prison in Sandy Shores is a state penitentiary. So we'll show that here. I'm not gonna raise my balding head on a beach in 10 years time, saying, All is well. Is this about the ghost? Michael fucking Downley, yes it is. Oh, you told me about him, your old running buddy. And who is the other one? Brad was the other one. Locked up in a federal penitentiary. When he finds out ah! Michael survived that job. Bolingbrook is not a federal penitentiary. It is a state penitentiary. He actually gives me a picture. And so it says here, state prison. I don't know enough about the American prison system. Can a state prison be referred to as a federal penitentiary? Yeah, he does say, don't want them jumping during the breakout on surveying the score, which does seem to refer to the previous conversation he was having with Lester about breaking Brad out of prison. So I think this just might be an inconsistency in the lines. Either that, or maybe you could rationalize it and say that maybe Brad was originally locked up in a federal penitentiary. And so maybe wherever Brad was located before, but never they wouldn't, couldn't move Brad because why would they move Brad? He doesn't exist, he's dead. I don't know, I think it's just an inconsistency in the dialogue. I do think it's meant to imply in surveying the score that Brad is in that prison. Because why else would it matter that the police were getting jumpy during the breakout? So I guess this is just a, a dialogue inconsistency. Just an oversight, perhaps. I mean, especially because this is in the early in the game and this is as far later in the game. So a very interesting observation by, I believe he called himself Plinko. Greatly appreciate that email. My teeth will need aligners for the rest of my life. So the reason why I'm wearing a shirt is because I went out to the dentist. After many, many, many months of using aligners, they've finally taken the small little things off my teeth. So my teeth are now all smooth and stuff. My teeth are still not perfectly straight. There's one tooth at the bottom that needs to be turned a bit, but that'll be worked on. Would you like to see my beautiful smile chat? I didn't even know it was that much better. It is better, but uh, when I initially went out to align my teeth by wearing these aligner things when I was off stream, currently I only need to wear them when I sleep, but when I set out to do it, I didn't know I'd have to wear aligners like for the rest of my life because your teeth naturally want to move back to their natural locations. My teeth are also a bit yellow, maybe because of this process of wearing these aligners, I'm not sure, maybe I didn't brush my teeth enough, I'm not sure. My teeth whenever they're not insanely yellow, but whatever, maybe I'll get them whitened, I don't know. I did have the option of getting veneer which go over the top of your teeth and they're basically like and like fake teeth over the top of your normal teeth that are fairly seamless. But 
that you get to like pick a different color as to which ones you want because some of them look really obviously fake like you you may see movie stars with super white teeth it's probably veneers you may see boogie 2988 he has veneers i believe and, and they look super fake they may look better than his old teeth i'm not trying i'm not judging the dude or whatever but i'm saying when you get veneers you run into that issue that they could look fucked up i mean maybe he doesn't have veneers i'm not sure maybe he has something else but regardless it, it, you can get that kind of look one thing, though, is that like every seven plus years, you have the issue that they may break. They have like a seven year life. And I didn't like the idea that every seven years I'd have to be paying like 10 grand or something for effectively a new set of fake teeth on top of my normal teeth. It, it, it's all sounded terrible. I'd rather just have my natural teeth just be straightened more. And that's why I went with this option. Although I was ignorant again that I would have to wear aligners like the rest for the rest of my life. You don't like veneers? They're like thousands per tooth. Exactly. A, a full set of veneers is like 10 grand or something. And you gotta do that every like seven years. It, just, it didn't seem like a good option. I like the way my teeth are now. I just don't like that I have to wear those things when I go to sleep. It's not that big of a deal, but still. All you can eat Pizza Hut is not what it used to be. Well, I woke up today. I was meant to go and do another sleep test. But I felt too bad. I was just like, I can't do it, man. The sleep tests are brutal. I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? Do something I said I would do like a million rambles ago. I'm gonna go to All You Can Eat Pizza Hut. Haven't been there in like a billion years. There's only like eight of them left in the entire country. And I happen to live somewhat close near one. Quite a, a little bit of a drive, but I got that, right? Pouring down rain, I went out there and haven't been there in like, what, 10 plus years, and it looked like shit. It's just like a, like a building that hadn't been improved in 10 years. I was like, all right, whatever. Went in, no one else was there except like one other family, and sure it is all-you-can-eat pizza, right? But when there's a lot of people who are eating, they have like a constant flux of pizzas sitting there. They're constantly bringing out new stuff to feed all the people that are there, and that's how I remember it being. But with just me and another family there, they brought out like one pizza every like 10 minutes or something or whatever, right? They weren't gonna make like 100 different pizzas for two different groups and me being one person fat enough to be a group but you get the idea and so it ended up just being me sitting in this little restaurant eating pizza had some ice cream watched like a couple of youtube videos and i went home it was not particularly interesting like for those who don't know i went to all you can eat pizza hut from like when I was five years old until I was like 20 years old every year on my birthday. Probably even before I was five years old. I didn't even know. Like I, it's just like, a, it was like a tradition. And then after that, we went to actual, like actual restaurants that happened to sell pizza. But I haven't had pizza on my birthday for the last couple of years. And so I was like, well, I just want to see what it was like. These all you can eat pizza things. And uh, again, it just turned out to be not that great. In the same way that everything I remember from back in my past turns out to be not as great as I remember. Or rather, it used to be better back then, maybe. Make a pizza for my birthday? If I set up my cooking stuff downstairs so I can stream there, sure, I'll make some pizza. This is the current top-rated anime. What's the uh, new anime that just came out that's top of my anime list? It's called So So No Freerun. This is currently ranked number one at 9.1 with 73,000 users rating it. Is it a good show? Yeah. It's a good show. Would you like me to read the synopsis if you have never seen it? I've seen the first 10 episodes and I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. During their decade-long quest to defeat the Demon King, the members of the Hero's Party, him or himself, the priest Hisa, and dwarf warrior Aisen, and the elven mage Freerun, forge bonds through adventures and battles, creating unforgettable precious memories for most of them. However, the time that Freerun spends with her companions is equivalent to merely a fraction of her life, which has lasted over a thousand years. When the party disbands after their victory, Freerun casually returns to her usual routine of collecting spells across the continent. Due to her different sense of time, she seemingly holds no strong feelings towards the experiences she went through. As the years pass, Freerun gradually realizes how her days in the hero's party truly impacted her. Witnessing the deaths of two of her former companions, Freerun begins to regret having taken their presence for granted. She vows to better understand humans 
and create real personal connections. Although the story of that once memorable journey has long ended, a new tale is about to begin. So it's basically a show about a character who has really long lived in a world of people who have short lives. So she's like, oh, just yesterday I was over at this town or whatever. And it's like that town would have been destroyed like 200 years ago. But to her, it was just yesterday. It's a, it's a very psychological sort of show in a way, you know? Answering your most interesting questions. Do I watch sub or dub? Since I started watching anime on my TV, I now watch it in dub. And I don't hate it, honestly. Dubs have come a long way since I was a kid. More professional people do it. It does still seem as though the sub in a lot of cases is more true in a way, but that might just be because I can't understand what they're saying. I've heard people say that the only reason that dialogue sounds a little bit cringe sometimes in the English dub is because it is also cringe in the original Japanese, but because you can't understand the words, it doesn't sound cringe to you. Regardless though, because my TV is far further away, it's hard to read the subtitles, so I would rather just have the dub. And that's why I use dub now. It is frustrating when I'm getting into a new series and it's like, oh, we've run out of English dub episodes. Do you want to move to the Japanese? And I'm like, not really, no. Because <laughs> it's usually like two episodes behind with new anime. Do you sense a greater decline in intellectual discourse over the most recent decade? I feel ignorance has prevailed to an irreversible degree and willfully dismissing issues has become commonplace amongst the broadening of the internet. I am 32 years old. Certainly, I've been more cognizant of like social discourse from between 22 and 32 than I've been between 12 and 22, right? I don't really have anything to really compare to. I've not lived other decades socially conscious as I have this one decade. So I I can give over the top answers like, oh, the people are fucking morons these days, man. The fucking internet's destroyed everything. Podcasts and Jordan Peterson and just ye yell out names. But I, I don't I don't think it'll be a very good answer. <laughs> It is certainly true that as the internet has connected us all, it has enabled people to find like-minded individuals for better or worse. Where it seems as though in every corner of the internet, there is someone, there's a group of people with every idea imaginable. And there's always someone there poking that community for some money, right? Every idea seems monetizable. When money gets caught up in what positions you hold, then of course people are going to be uh, inspired to maintain those positions regardless of the evidence and all that jazz. Do I think there's been a decline? I don't think, say, the sort of live streaming stuff that Hassan does, where the nanosecond some news comes out, it's like the facts aren't known by anyone. He's there front and center immediately spouting off with absolute confidence everything under the sun. I don't think that's good for society. I don't think the 24-hour news cycle, mainstream media, is good for society. How on YouTube, the best thing to do is spam out as many videos as you possibly can on as many topics as you possibly can with as little research or prior knowledge as possible, like reacting to news, to stories and all that jazz. I don't think this is good either. Where there seems to be no financial incentive to stop, take a breath and think and put a lot of effort into getting things right. What was that controversy, Nick is not green, or green is not Nick, depending upon how it's said, where he made a video laying out endless accusations against these group, this group Super Mega or something, just wholeheartedly believing anything he was told, spamming it out to, you know, a million people or whatever, and it all turned out to be false. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then he just released like another 12 videos over the course of the next two weeks, doing the exact same sort of shit, not learning his lesson at all. This is who dominates discourse now. 
It's not the people, the actual intellectuals, the people who spend their lives studying things, who have the degrees, have the credentials. It's people like me. You listen to me. You're not listening to people who potentially actually matter. But then again, I hope you only listen to me on things that I'm at least somewhat versed in. It's why I limit what I speak on as much as possible. Well, I do recognize the financial incentive just, just to mouth off as much as I can. I try not to. I think also a case where people find themselves in an echo chamber and don't know how to appropriately respond to things they don't agree with. I don't think that's a new phenomenon. I think that's most of people for most of time. For most of human existence, the people around you have largely believed the exact same things that you do. And it's not like you would be constantly bombarded with people challenging your beliefs, enabling, uh, necessitating that you defend them, right? Like, how often do you sit back and, and question why you believe as you do? Like, I do, but I'm fucking crazy, right? <laughs> and and I, have a, I had a big interest in philosophy and, and whatnot. I don't think this is a manifestation of the internet or something. I don't think people flocking to people of like mind is a manifestation of the internet. I think it's just how humans generally seem to work. So basically, while I don't know if things have declines, I can point to things in the world that I think are not good for intellectual discourse. If Mr. Beast moved on, do you think someone will replace him? If Mr. Beast stopped uploading, one particular individual wouldn't replace Mr. Beast. It would be all the people who currently spend time watching Mr. Beast would do other things with their time. That they come to YouTube at all in the hopes of finding entertainment. The algorithms that work to promote Mr. Beast and get people to watch Mr. Beast would be equally working to get those same people to watch other things on the platform. Their ability to succeed in getting people to watch things wouldn't massively decline without Mr. Beast. So you would assume that roughly the same amount of people would watch roughly the same amount of content on YouTube, they would just be spread out everywhere on the platform. It wouldn't necessarily be the exact same amount. As I've talked about in my series, these people would be split into three different categories. People who would coincidentally, through the recommendation algorithm, end up watching YouTube more. Some people watch it about the same and some people would watch it less. Considering how big and amazing Mr. Beast content is and how there's not many people who can make the exact type of content that Mr. Beast makes, you would assume that there would have to be some decline without him being on the platform. I just can't tell you what that is. If you want me to replace Mr. Beast one day, you should definitely like and subscribe. Thank you for watching, and I wish you all the best.